Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. The best hard rock. The best heavy metal. Talking Metal. A podcast hosted by Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Available through iTunes and most other podcast providers. Feel the power. Feel the glory. TalkingMetal.com Hey guys, it's Mark Striegel. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. I wanted to mention we have a new password for the Talking Metal forums. The forums are a place where uh, all the hardcore Talking Metal listeners and fans hang out to talk about just about everything and anything. Uh, I really enjoy keeping in touch with everybody on there, and I want you guys to join us. So the new password is the name of Rob Halford's guitar player, one of his uh, guitar players, uh, his, his, his main guitar player, who I think has been there since uh, the beginning of his uh, solo career post-fight. He's a good friend of ours. He was uh, on... Every yeah, every episode of our Talking Metal on Fuse show. He lives currently in New Jersey. And uh that's the new password. I think you can probably figure it out. It's gonna be uh all lowercase uh John Casimano, aka Exciter, correct me if I'm wrong. All lowercase letters, no space in between uh his his two names and uh it is a total of let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine letters yeah so you should be able to figure that out maybe i'll uh, drop a, another clue soon but join us on the talking metal forums talking metal forums.com Oh, excuse me. That was nasty. A uh, little Diet Coke burp there. What do I got here? Okay, let's just freeform here. Dr. McCannibal. I don't know if you guys know this uh, incredibly sexy lady. She is part of the band Psy, a more recent member of the great progressive black metal band, if you will, kind of even jazzy influences at times in uh, Psy. I love Psy. At least I I love their last couple records, which are the only records I have by them. Uh, Great, great stuff. I highly recommend it. If you, you know, dig extreme stuff that's a little little bit more avant-garde, I highly recommend Psy, the Japanese uh, metal band, S 
I G H. Dr. McCannibal, I think is in the States now. She might even be in New York, but she um, is also, I think she's like a real doctor. Like I think she works in a lab, but then she goes out and does uh, Psy, you know, doing her, her vocals with Psy, um, which is pretty cool to have dual careers like that. She was part of the Revolver, you know, hottest chicks in metal thing. Uh, I think she was part of the calendar, and she was, she's definitely been in, uh, you know, the magazine as one of the hottest chicks of metal. And there's a whole scandal going on. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but with Angela from Arch Enemy. We knew about this way back when because uh, the guys from Revolver had actually told us when we had them on not to talk about the fact that Angela is was in the calendar. Um, so I guess, I don't know what happened, but it, she ended up in the calendar. I'm talking about Angela from Arch Enemy. And she was pissed about it. I guess maybe her label put her in there without telling her or something. And um, she has made some, I guess, nasty comments about the hottest chicks in metal thing that revolver does uh and dr mccannibal again another one of the hottest chicks in metal and this this woman is quite beautiful um check her out definitely uh online but anyway she recently on i believe it was on her twitter uh commented about the whole revolver angela scandal with the hottest chicks in metal saying there is she she personally this is mechanical i'm talking about has no real problem with the hottest chicks in metal the only problem dr mechanical sees is that many of the chicks featured aren't actually hot so there you go i don't know if that adds fuel to the fire um or is going to piss people off um i haven't noticed that anybody even picked up on on this tweet that dr mechanical put out there but again dr mccannibal from psy no problem with the hottest chicks in metal except for the fact that she actually thinks many of the chicks are not hot would love to hear you your comment on it send me an email at talking metal at yahoo.com uh you know if you've seen any of the uh the girls in revolver magazine who they label one of the hottest chicks in metal or you checked out the calendar uh, let me know what you think about the chicks do you think uh, they're hot? Do you think it's cool that they do this hottest chicks in metal thing? Or do you kind of find it, um, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, not, uh, do you think it's it's focusing on, on something other than the music and then that's, that's a wrong thing and people should actually be paying attention to the music and the art that these, these women create and not what they look like? Uh, would love to hear your opinion on it. Give me an email. Drop me an email, talkingmetal at yahoo.com, or my personal account, which is striegelmark at gmail.com. Speaking of email, let's get to one right here. All right. Hey, guys. My name is Johan. I'm 37 years old. I've been listening to metal since 84. I can relate to most of your stories and old concert memories. I've been listening to Talking Metal since the Van Halen book episode. That was with our friend Ian Christie. Big fan of your show. In the latest podcast, you and Victor just sat down and talked metal. It was good to hear 
about all these guys like Jakey Lee, etc. Please do that again for an hour and have an hour and a half. Excellent stuff. It would be nice to hear something with Rush and Porcupine Tree if you like those bands. Yes, I definitely do like those bands. Uh, keep up the good work. I'll be listening. Johan from Sweden. Thanks, dude. Great to hear from you. Love Rush, man. Love them. One of my favorites. Been listening to those guys uh, since literally, you know, 1981 when I was just a, a kid. Maybe even earlier. Um, maybe 80. I'm not sure when Moving Pictures came out. I think 80, actually. <sighs> great, great band. Porcupine Tree I like, too. Uh, you know, I'm not, like, super hardcore into them, but I have a bunch of their stuff on my iPod, and I, I like most of it. All right. Let's keep going here. We're talking metal today, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> All right, let's get into some music. This is The Hurt off Using the Useless by House of Broken Promises. You can pick it up on iTunes.
that was a band called House of Broken Promises. Check them out on iTunes. Hopefully we'll have a, a link up in today's show notes where you can go purchase that song. It opens up your iTunes on your computer. We get a small cut, and uh, you pay for your music and help the artist out. All right, what else do we got? Oh, yeah, yeah, our friend Nick, man. Uh, this guy's from Australia. And, and check this out. Check this out. Talking Metal, the worldwide podcast for all you serious metalheads out there, is available for download now from TalkingMetal.com. Catch the hard-hitting and controversial interviews with metal artists such as Brandon Small, the master behind Metalocalypse, and Billy Milano from SOD. Brought to you by the podcast creators Mark Striegel and John Astronomy, these fortnightly sessions are not to be missed. Talking Metal, available for download now from TalkingMetal.com. Yeah, that's, that's a promo that our friend Nick from Australia put together for Talking Metal. Nick, we love it. Thank you for um, doing that for us. We really appreciate it, and thanks for your support. we got Talking Metal fans all over the world, man. It really means a lot that you guys do stuff like that for us or even just send us a, a letter like Johan did earlier. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And you guys are the best. You're the reason we're still doing this. And I'm just happy people are still listen, listening to us after five years. It's been, we were going to do a big five-year thing. I don't know if we're going to have time, but it's been just about five years. August will be five years. And that's when I got a new kid on the on the way in August. So I'm not sure I'm going to have time to do anything too major for uh, our five-year anniversary. By the way, guys, uh, the new Ozzy album is called Scream, and it's coming out on the 22nd. So definitely pick it up. The other big Ozzy news is that he'll be reissuing Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman with the original bass and drum parts uh, for the 30-year anniversary of those records. Um, This isn't that big of a surprise because if you read the Ozzy book... Um, you probably know that Ozzy wasn't happy and felt kind of strange about the albums being re-released with the re-recorded tracks, uh, bass and drum tracks. Um, and, you know, if you'll also know that Ozzy truly hates Bob Daisley. Uh, Bob Daisley has caused him a lot of grief with lawsuits and stuff through the years. And, you know, he basically says in the book that he wish he wished that they wouldn't have had to re-record the bass and drum tracks, but that for legal reasons, it came to that. Um, and uh, it sounds like maybe they work something out or he just feels that it has to be re-released with the original tracks. It's probably a good decision. You know, um, hopefully they'll still... Uh, they won't remix it. Maybe they'll go back to that Max Norman wall of sound, which was uh, a big part of those two records. And something I even felt like maybe that was missing more from the re-releases with, uh, you know, Mike and uh, Robert on bass than than the actual drum and bass parts. But that's a whole other argument. I mean. Because those guys basically just replayed their parts note for note almost. But um, regardless, I think that's the right thing to do. And uh, again, if you read Ozzy's book, you probably weren't too surprised by the news that he's uh, re-releasing these records with the original drum and bass parts because he just didn't feel comfortable that they were out there with re-recorded 
drum and bass parts. He basically uh, put it all on Sharon. Um, maybe it's a good cop, bad, bad cop type of thing. I don't know. But uh, regardless, it's probably the right decision as far as, uh, you know, keeping history uh, the way it happened. You know, I, I can't tell you. I, I got to tell you, I, I can't stand the, the like Star Wars stuff that George Lucas added to it. I mean, there's a few things that are all right, but there's other stuff that's just absolutely horrible. And, you know, it's like they never had to do that to Wizard of Oz. But it's still a great movie, you know. So it's probably best to keep stuff the way uh, – the way it was. I don't even like some of the re-recorded, remastered Megadeth stuff. Um, so far, so good. So what? I love the messy sloppiness of it. And I think some of that's missing on the, the newer version of that that was put out a while ago. Anyways, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Okay, let's uh, get into another email here. We will be back soon with Mr. John Astronomy, by the way. Um, yeah, this guy sent me an email a while, Joshy Boy, about getting um, getting Metallica to play Australia. And uh, I believe, I don't know, he, he was telling me at a Facebook group, I believe this is all old news at this point. This email's like from April. So, Joshy Boy, I hope... Uh, you got the Metallica concert that you wanted in uh, Christ Church. And uh, keep us uh, posted. Let us know what happened with that. Um, I'm going to skip over this because I think it's old news at this point, being it's June. Okay, what else we got? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, um, Leo, he's from Alaska. Uh, let's see. Um, he writes, Mark and John, it's Leo from Alaska. I am a huge fan and have listened to every Talking Metal podcast through episode 308, except the first 10. I use TalkingMetal.com as my homepage, so I don't forget to check for new episodes. I also saw and DVR'd every Talking Metal on Fuse show when they were on. By the way, you guys blew away Eddie Trunk and those two guys on that metal show on VH1. Well, thanks, man. I mean, I'm sure there's other people who think that that metal show blows us away. Everybody's uh, entitled to their own opinion. I appreciate you saying that, though. Two very different shows, I would say. And um, listen, I've spoken as much as I need to about that whole Fuse thing. We actually did really well. And even when they, they aired the reruns throughout 2009, they continued to do well. Uh, we actually just had a meeting with them recently. They are definitely not interested in doing anything metal whatsoever, but they wanted to... We're talking to them about maybe making it more rock. So we'll see what happens. You know, uh, we both have to you know, work our regular jobs. And, you know, if, if a good offer comes along, of course, we're going to go for it. But um, we'll see what happens. Uh, John and I do love rock, by the way, so... I could see it happening. It's all up to basically the president and if they want to do a rock thing because they're really now focusing more on hip-hop. So they tell us. I don't actually watch the channel. So eh, whatever. Um, okay, back to your email. Uh, Leo says, I also had two of my emails read on your podcast. I One appeared in Talking Metal 96. 
a list about criminally underrated albums, another on Talking Metal 213, kind of skipping over some stuff. Uh, Enough background, now to the nitty-gritty. Can you add my heavy metal bass blog to your link section? Uh, It's called drinkingblackcoffee.com. I think I added it to markstriegel.net to the link section there. Uh, I don't know if John added it to the link section on TalkingMetal.com. I will have to remind him if he did not. But Leo, thanks for your email. I will be checking out, I actually did check out DrinkingBlackCoffee.com. found it uh, somewhat interesting. And I wanted to take a minute to read your top 11 lists, which you post on your website. Uh, again, this is from drinkingblackcoffee.com. The greatest stoner rock bands of all time. Let's read it in reverse. Number 11, Eagles of Death Metal. Number 10, Sleep. Number 9, Clutch. Number 8, Masters of Reality. Number 7, Fu Manchu. Number 6, Earth. Love Earth, man. Great band. Uh, number 5, The Obsessed. Four, St. Vitus. Three, Black Flag. The post-damage later albums for Black Flag. Two, Caius. Love Caius. Number one, Queens of the Stone Age slash Them Crooked Vultures. I actually think that Queens of the Stone Age and Them Crooked Vultures are two very different bands. I realize that Josh is involved in both of those bands, and Dave Grohl did play drums uh, on... Songs for the Deaf, and I think he did a little work on uh, the Rated R record too, the restricted one. But uh, I, I don't see my only, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You can pick your own top 11 stoner rock bands. My only argument with your list is the fact that you have number one, you, you're kind of blurring the lines, making it sound like Queens of the Stone Age and them Crooked Vultures are the same band, which to me, they're very different sounding projects and bands. Um, maybe you have them tied. I don't know. Maybe that's supposed to be a tie for number one. I'm not sure. Let me know. Uh, and again, uh, let's do one more top 11 list from our friend Leo from Alaska. Okay. This is Leo's top 11 greatest heavy metal bands. Black Sabbath is number one. Dio, number two. Ozzy, number three, four, Queensryche, five, Iron Maiden, six, Judas Priest, seven, Van Halen, eight, Merciful Fate slash King Diamond, nine, Scorpions, ten, Accept, and eleven, Engve's Rising Force Band. Uh, again, we can all argue you know, until we're blue in the face about uh, what our favorite top 11 greatest heavy metal bands are. But those are Leo's. Check out his website. We'll link it through today's show notes. Anyways, guys, I appreciate you joining me on the Talking Metal podcast. Check out my blog. It's markstriegel.net. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash talking metal. And check me out on Twitter. It's uh, twitter.com slash striegel, S-T-R- I-G-L. We also have a Talking Metal Twitter page, which I Twitter from uh, also. 
That's uh, Talking Metal or Twitter.com slash Talking Metal. John's on Facebook. I don't do Facebook, but um, you can find John Astronomy on there if you poke around, I'm sure. Let's end with some classic hard rock off. Well, let's see. What do I got here? I'm looking through some CDs. You know what? I'm going to just... Uh, let's do something bizarre, man. Here's some obscure stuff. This is... Apple Viper Get Up from 1985.
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.